0: I'm Adam Pendlebury.
1: I'm Barry Worthington. I'm Charlie Keegan.
2: I'm Paul Thorpe. And I'm Pete Reese.
1: This is the Progress with Unity podcast. What a few days we've had. Gone from being really optimistic about the future to thinking we're not going to have a club next week to scratching our heads and scratching our backsides wondering what the hell's going on, really. Shall we start at the beginning? Thursday, emergency staff meeting. People getting told they're not getting paid. So we knew what that meant. There was no money to pay their wages. It was confirmed on Friday that the staff and the players had been paid. Big game on Saturday away at Burnley. Lots of rumours flying around. Late on Saturday night, Tawal came out with a statement. I don't know if it's a reassured people or, or what it's done. I'll, I'll just pick a couple of things out of it. I'm writing to you today to reflect on what has been a difficult and challenging season. As a club, we face faced some tough challenges. We understand that this has been a source of genuine concern for many of you. But I want to assure you that this is a temporary situation that will, along with the wage issue, be resolved next week. I also want to take this opportunity to address rumours that have been circulating in the media about the club's financial situation. Make it clear the owner is financially committed to building a stronger and more stable future and the club does not have any debts. I spoke to one of the directors directly yesterday who assured me there is no worry of administration
3: you're saying it will start on Thursday, Barry, but you can go back a little bit further than that, can't you? Just just to last week when we had the accounts published for last season, and we know that we'd lost best part of eight million quid, and we also had the news that the owners had converted eight million pounds worth of loans into into equity. So they, rather than saddling us with the, that debt, which is always a precarious position to be in, they've invested that money into into the club. Money they'll only get ever get back if they if they actually sell it. You know, there's kind of good and bad news in there, but you know, it, sh- it shows that they're committed to the club. And then along comes the, the the sledgehammer on what was very early Saturday morning of the confirmation that the the wages haven't been paid for the fourth time this season. Strange that it never happened last season. So what's going on, I don't know. Nobody really knows. And I think this is the uncertainty that we're all facing. And it's very, very unpleasant for all of us who went through the previous administration three years ago, because there are clearly shades of a difficult financial situation repeating itself. No matter what reassurances are given, the fact of the matter is the money isn't there at the moment. The cash is not in the bank. We've been told that it will be, but we've also been told other things in the past that the, these difficulties have been down to administrative and technical difficulties. And I think we can see now that actually it probably wasn't administrative and technical difficulties that caused this. They've had to finally cough up that the, this is a, an ongoing liquidity issue, that the the owning company has problems with liquidity. And, and I'm sure that Mr. Al-Jazmi's company, and it, it, he more than anybody else wants to fix that, It's not in his interest to to, have in the liquid company, but the impact on us and particularly on the, the staff who haven't been paid and who've got their own outgoings to meet, it's a tremendous weight on their shoulders. They need it clarifying and we as the supporters need it clarifying. Absolutely fair to say that the situation has not been clarified yet, despite Talal's statement. A lot of vagueness about that statement.
0: I agree, Pete. Look, is looking back but you could you could say obviously it all started in 2022 wasn't it when on the first occasion we were late paying our wages and the three the three times last year which obviously led to the as agreeing and and that that's an interesting word isn't it agreeing for to a three point suspended points deduction and also the depositing of the I think 125% of the wage bill, which clearly hasn't been done. I guess on the positive side of things, I mean, that's the negative side of things. You know, we haven't learned our lesson. There's clearly some major organisation issues. I mean, not having liquidity, you know, when, when people's livelihoods are at stake is not good. On the positive side of it, I do think it is very different from going into administration last time because we didn't even know who owned the club. I said the person, I mean, there was rumours that this Al Young didn't even exist. The directors only found out 12 hours before we did. No hints of it going into administration. At least Talal and Mal, who were the two key players in terms of communication, are actually in contact with the fans. Now, whether those statements give you complete reassurance is another matter. But in my view, it's better that they are keeping those communication lines open. There's there's nothing definitive in there because I think there's, there was a quote, wasn't there, with Kendrick. I don't, might not be exactly right, but it says cannot see administration as an option. Well, that, that's not saying definitively no administration. But everything added up seems to me to indicate that we're a solvent. We can pay our debts. It's just an organisational issue as to why we don't have that money on the table. And that needs sorting because... We're going to be in breach of contract with our players, and we're going to be able to leave.
2: Where do you get solvent from? We, did we not discuss on Wednesday that we're eight million pound adrift every year? That doesn't strike me as particularly solvent. It, it's, it does if you can pay. But loads of businesses run at run at losses.
0: It doesn't mean that they're insolvent. We're solvent as as, as long as the money's covered in. And there's no indication at the moment that the money's not coming in. the wages at, not being paid. Yeah, but it is coming in, isn't it, Paul? It's not we're like with, it's not like with our young and next leader fund who basically said, right, we're not writing any checks. We're left with all those liabilities. We cannot possibly settle those liabilities. So there's two options: administration or liquidation. Administration bought us time and then we could sell the club in administration. That was the only option once we, once the next leader fund decided that they weren't ever going to put any money into the club again. Because there was no way that we could have met our liabilities. No, we can meet our liabilities because... No, we can't. Can.
2: We, we, if the money's turning up on a Wednesday night to pay payday on a Thursday, if it ever doesn't turn up on a Thursday, you've got liabilities that you cannot meet. Well, that's not happened, Paul. You're saying potential... Hang on, it, it has happened four times. The money's turned eventually, up. Eventually, after the event, before yeah, but, somebody has
0: has, has taken action. Yeah, if it doesn't turn up completely and and it's it, let's say for a couple of months you'd indicate that they're not going to support us and that means that the club on its own without the owners cannot possibly meet its obligations and that's when... Okay, so you know,
2: if you work at the club you're expected to wait for your wages a couple of months just in case the money turns up for administration no, starts. It's not good not enough. What... Money should be in the bank in time to pay payday. Payday doesn't sneak up on you. Somebody goes oh yeah, it's payday tomorrow. Oh, we didn't, sorry, we forgot to tell you. It's the same, same that, day every month. You know exactly what commitments you need to meet. Get on and meet Yeah, if you're missing
0: the point, I'm not saying it is disgraceful. I agree with you, but it doesn't mean we're insolvent. It's a disgraceful situation, but we can at the moment. It looks like we can meet our liabilities, albeit it's disgraceful because it's always it's been late, and people have their own like liabilities to
4: settle. They need to be very, very careful from this point on because all these statements they're putting out, they're all saying thank you for your continued support. You know, thank you for supporting us through the rough and the smooth. Time for the benefit of the doubt of a late payment when after the first chance because I gave it a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because I thought okay, maybe there's a bank issue between Bahrain and the UK. Obviously, it shouldn't happen because they are, as we know, probably well-experienced businessmen. They probably have this in place. It should have all been thought through before they bought the club. But one time, I thought, okay, maybe you can let it slide. But then it happened again, and I thought, no, that's you can't do it twice. And now we're at four times, and they're still asking for continued support, but they need to be careful because when I was looking at the Burnley game, there was a lot of fans walking out already at halftime. They were leaving. There's now people cancelling the you know, Fans Fund Believe Fund. There's people saying that they're not getting season tickets for next year. Some people are saying that they're done supporting the club. I know a lot of that's going to be reactionary, but at this point, you know, it might not be. But then if that's where we're going to be a year down the road, if they keep making these mistakes and the season ticket money not coming in. And then we look like a club that can't even really compete in League One. I know how bad really can it get from this point? But, you know, they're making their own mistakes and this whole con- thank you for your continued support. They need to be very, very careful.
3: What Charlie was saying there is is very important. What we're talking about is a, a breach of trust that the owners have said for the fourth time now, trust us, we will get this right, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, you know, here we are again when they're actually admitting to to basically a lack of cash at a moment in time, that's not a good thing. And we, of course, we all get worried. We wonder if we'll be taken for a ride, et cetera, et cetera. And I perfectly understand that. And I I feel that lack of trust in them as well. What I would also say is that we have to balance that against what they have already done for us. I made this point on on, on Twitter um, last night that we have to take them, there was nobody going to take us over from uh, not as and goodness knows who else when we went into administration they saved us they rescued us they put a team together uh, very quickly with their funding and uh there was promotion at the at the first time of asking they've got the academy up and running again they've, they've they have invested some of them uh they they stayed in a bit of an uplift they've done quite a lot for us and and despite all the talk about a lack of investment last summer, I think we've seen in the accounts how much money they've already put in. And if people are talking about a lack of investment, I think that what they're really saying is we needed more, but whose money is that? It's not it's it's not gonna be yours and mine money, it's it's the owner's money that was are saying you needed to put more money in. Every owner has got the limits. And I think personally, we just have to, to respect that it's not worked out for us this season. Personally, I don't think that is any reason to, to, to not trust them. Let's let's have a bit of balance here. This isn't great what's happening at the moment, but they have done a lot of good stuff for us.
1: Well, I think this week will probably make things a little bit more clearer as we go through the week we'll see if they get paid they get paid if they don't get paid they don't. then I think it will be panic stations we're here to talk football let's get back to to what we're here for on Saturday we, we went over to Swiftmoor uh, played Burnley uh, lost 3-0 79% possession for Burnley I did 27 attempts to our 2 they hit the target 7 times we hit it twice did 10 corners we didn't have any did one yellow card, we had four and one red. Attendance of 20,249. Dorico Lang-McLean picked a booking up each. Reckitt picked up two, making it a red card on, on 28 minutes. And in the circumstances, I think it was a really battling performance not to get turned over.
0: It's very easy to sum it up. Two sides that are worlds apart. Two sides, worlds apart on the pitch, worlds apart in terms of investment, because they've obviously got the parachute payments, investors who are putting the money in as well. It's down to 10 men. The players never gave up. Uh, very sad to see the Maloney in, uh, interview at the end, because you can see that he, he's really committed to that club. What else, what else can you say? All right, we missed a couple of chances, but Burnley had other gears. The big difference between the top of the championship and the bottom, and, and in my view, that sort of cliff edge, between the Premier League and the Championship isn't as big as the Championship and League One. I think it's a much bigger step up because you don't get that initial down payment, do you? that massive down payment from the TV deals. So I think yesterday, 3-0 defeats I think was a credit to us, to be honest.
2: I look at the bottom of the table, what changed? Nothing changed. We are where we were and we've played the team at the top away. We've played the most difficult tie in the division and we're still in the same position we were before kick-off. Bottom. Well, we are bottom, we are bottom, <laughs> but it's not worse than it was. It was still six points clear of
1: safety. I feel, I feel much happier about the situation now. We've got done 3-0 by Burnley, I must admit, <laughs> Man of the Match is brought you by our listeners on both Facebook and Twitter. It's last week's goalkeeper, Ben Amos, or as cello
4: likes to refer to him, Ben Amos. That's always the way I've called it, is Ben Amos. Yeah, Ben Amos. Ben Amos. Ben Amos and it. Jamie Jonas. Sounds well, more like a movie that.
1: star, does and in goals, we are Ben Amos. I thought he did well yesterday. Tuesday evening, we're back at the DW Stadium. Give us something else to concentrate on. Coventry City are in town. Who's, who've had, after a, a difficult start, a really good season. And they've got a player flying at the top of his game as well with them. In the build-up, I managed to get a, a word with Mark Smith from Sky Blue Fans TV. Coventry City at the DW Stadium and to talk about the game and Coventry City I'm pleased to welcome Mark Smith along from Sky Blue Fans TV how you doing Mark
5: yeah good thanks Barry good to have a good speech again
1: you alright you're on some decent run at the moment
5: aren't you yeah 7 unbeaten playing well went to the game yesterday in its hole it was a bit disappointing with the draw but probably the right result if you're a neutral watching it but from it as a fan I'd say I'm a bit disappointed with the draw because we needed that, those extra two points to keep up the pressure on, 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 on the teams above us but um yeah, we're playing some really good football. Hamer, Jokerez, Josh Eccles, and have been probably our standout players in the last few games. But also defensively, we look really good. Uh, McFantin been fantastic, as well as um, Luke McNally, Callum Doyle, and Ben Wilson has kept about... I think it's sixteen or seventeen clean sheets throughout the uh, the season. So there's a lot of positives. so we're going to the game with you know in confidence. It's a game we need to win because obviously we need we need to win realistically at least eight or nine games to give ourselves the best possible chance of getting to the playoffs. But considering the start we made where we were bottom of the league for a period of time to be where we are is really, really good to see. Hopefully we can we can keep the momentum going and get and get a win on, on Tuesday.
1: You mentioned that yesterday's game against Old City and also you mentioned Jokeres. How impressed... Well, that's a stupid question. I'll rephrase that. Is he going to end up in the Premier League?
5: I think he will do eventually. Hopefully he'll be with us. My, my criticism of Jokeres previously is I felt his finishing was not the best. But I mean looked at the goal he scored at Huddersfield a couple of weeks back and yeah, he was class, one on one, and just didn't have the keeper. And I, I suspect that's probably what Robinson and uh, ADB Vash can tell him in the training field is just to work on that. But his quality, yeah, I think he'll be a Premier League striker. He's not just it's not just the goals, he's the second top goal scorer behind Chiba Akpom in the championship. He's also provides assists. He plays hes really well, his back to goal and he's got two or three players around him, which things it creates spaces and other parts other parts to pitch. And, yeah, he's he, he's pivotal to, to everything that we're doing well this season, not, not, not just him, but he's a massive player for us, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yeah, he had a great game against us at your place as well. I don't mind that. I, I like watching good players, you know, opposition players. It's part of the attraction of, of, of going to games, isn't it? So I'm looking right. forward to, to seeing him. Who else should we be looking at for? I know you mentioned Eama, though, but what about... Have you got any injury problems, Jamie Allen? Is-
5: he's not fit for this game, which you'd probably be pleased to know. He's got a calf injury, so he's, he's injured. Casey Palmer. Is injured. I think he's possibly up for the season. I think he's got a hamstring injury. But other than that, we've got a few other injuries as well, but sort of more fringe players, I'd say. Sort of Jonathan Panzo, who probably wouldn't be starting if he was fit. Liam Kelly the same. Obviously, Callum O'Hare is a long-term absentee. But I think in terms of personnel for this game, I'd say it's probably going to be a similar line-up. He might make one or two tweaks. He could possibly bring in Sean McGuire in place of Ryan Howley. Possibly the only change he might make from yesterday, uh, yesterday's team. I think it'll be, yeah, similar similar formation. We generally will go probably two up front, three at the back, sort of two wing backs, um, two midfielders and number 10. So that's the kind of formation we'll be looking to play to.
1: Yeah, uh, very similar to ourselves, uh, to be honest with you. It'll be a good tactical match-up. You've been doing quite well this season on the pitch, but from the outside looking into Coventry, everybody's well aware of the off-field problems and you mentioned about the ground. Are things on that side, are they getting sorted?
5: Ground is still um, hasn't been confirmed yet for next season. Uh, I know that the, I know Doug King, the new owner, has been in dialogue with Mike Ashley at the Fraser's Group. We're still waiting, still waiting on news on that, but I guess I hope there'll be some positive news. Later on in the season, because obviously we're coming to that part of the season now, where we're talking about season ticket renewals and things of like that. So, as fans, as a season ticket holder myself, it'd be nice to get that bit of clarity confirmed. You know, we just need a bit of clarity, really. But I think I think it'll be fine. I've got no, no 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 issues on that. I mean, like like yourselves, we've had a lot of problems with with owners playing on different grounds, and then we've had the issues at the start of the season with wasps and the the Commonwealth Games, which the state of the pitch caused games get postponed, um, which was of no fault of the clubs. It was just Outside, outside factors, and then we had the. the then obviously, Wasps went into administration, and then they they went bust. And Fraser's Group came in. Obviously, ideally, it would have been better with, if we had owned the ground, but it wasn't to be. But I think the next, the only other thing we can do is build a, a good relationship with with the Fraser's Group, which I know from what I understand, Doug Doug King has been. in has had some good dialogue with, with, with Mike Cash and the Frasers group. So fingers crossed that will get sorted. But yeah, I mean that it's 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 never nice when when a club's not well run and there's been problems with we had a slight problem financially like yourselves with a late payment of um I think it could be the financial accounts, but that was a while back. But it was a fairly minor technical thing. But you know, it's I mean I, I hope we can get themselves sorted out because it's a good club. It was certainly a you know the, the job that Dave Whelan done, well, you know, obviously before that was fantastic. When really Wigan were a non-league football club, you know, back in the sort of the 80s, 70s, and 80s, I think it was to, to take a work to the Premier League it was amazing. And I think Wigan, I think being realistic, to get, I think Championship is a good level for Wigan really, because I just don't think, clearly, I don't have the finances to sort of do any better than that. But that's probably where Wigan will want to be is a, is a stable club in a Championship. It Probably won't happen this season. So I think for Wigan it'll be important to. Take stock of the situation and try and bounce back in the League One next season. I mean, I hopefully, it could be wrong, you know, because anything can happen in football. But at the moment, the way things are going, and I have I, my doubts.
1: Yeah, anything can happen, Mark. And uh, we're looking forward to Tuesday evening. You've mentioned the fact that you're chasing, chasing the playoffs. So it's a game you want to win. Obviously, we, we want to retain our championship uh, status. So it's a game we need to win uh, at all costs. How do you see it going?
5: I'm probably going to go to. Three one to kov No game's easy in the championship. You've got you've got to be up for it in the day. So you can't you can't take you can't underestimate any opposition. We should win. You know, if we if we play the way we can play, we should win. But we've also had days where we've been pretty poor and we can lose. So I'm hoping that's not gonna happen. Wigan won't make it easy for us. Even in the game at the CBS, they didn't make it easy for us. We had to work hard for the win and I expect I expect it to be the same. But I, I feel we we should be too strong for you and we should win three one.
1: Thank you very much, Mark, for joining us, and I, I do wish you sincerely wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully, you'll yeah. sneak in the playoffs.
5: Yeah, and obviously, I hope we can um, you know stay up, you know, get get your off-field issues sorted of as well. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Thank it's you very fine. much.
4: You know, it's the second time this season that we're playing Coventry on a Tuesday as well. Both games will have been on a Tuesday night. Coventry City this season they're doing very well. I think Mark Robbins is in the top five of the current long-standing Premier League and EFL rep- uh, managers. I think he's uh, just behind Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp. So just celebrated six years at Coventry City, which is obviously a huge achievement for anybody. They currently sit ninth in the Skybet Championship with 53 points. Latics have 32 in comparison. So far this season, they have won 14, drawn 11, and lost 11. Overall, they've scored 42, conceded 35, creating a goal difference of plus seven, and they've kept 17 clean sheets, which is the best in the championship so far. Only Preston North and Burnley are behind them with 16 <laughs> they're doing a very very good job obviously they played 36 games so to split the season in two the opening 18 games they got seven wins five draws and six losses and the recent 18 they've got seven wins six draws and five losses so they've pretty much mirror imaged the the run but when I was looking at the two blocks of 18 they've always had a slow start into those blocks and then ended it really really well so hopefully in this next run they can they can have a little bit of a trip up and we can get get a good win against them. Because it took them eight games to win as well. They didn't get a win on. They didn't get a win in the championship until the first of October when they beat Middlesbrough at one nil at the Coventry Building Society Arena. And I'm not too sure what's happening with that stadium because obviously we know Mark was talking that nothing's really confirmed for next season. So that's bringing up a bit of a season ticket issue. You know, are they going to be in that stadium? Are they not? I think probably they will be. I can't really see that they're going to let. Coventry City not playing there next season given that they're already solidified for for the championship if not making a late playoff run so top performers this season they've got Victor Giocares 24 Swedish centre forward 36 games played 18 goals 7 assists they have Gustavo Hamer 25 Dutch central midfielder 31 games 6 goals and 5 assists they have Jamie Allen but we know he's got a calf injury And Matt Godden, who's 31, English centre-forward, 20 games this season, 5 goals and 2 assists, and he got the equaliser against Hull City last time out. Over the last 6 games, they have won 4, drawn 2, obviously haven't lost, scored 10, conceded 2 and kept 4 clean sheets with that Hull City 1-1 draw being the most recent.
2: We have a ref watch for Tuesday night then. The referee will be Andy Woolmer from Northamptonshire. He's 56 years old and he's been a Football League referee since 2004. Andy Woolmer previously refereed the Latics 15 times and three of those have been during this season. West Brom 1 1, Luton 2 0 at the DW and Hull 2 1 away. The defeat to Luton led to the sacking of Colo Toure. His card watch this season, so far, Andy Woolmer has taken charge of 28 games. 13 of those have been in the Championship. He's issued 96 yellows, 3 reds, and he's awarded two penalties. That's Andy Walmer, who will be your referee on Tuesday night at the DW for the visit of
0: Coventry City. Cheers, Paul. So, given our number of years in the Football League, we've only met Coventry nine times, four wins, two draws, three defeats. Uh, the first meeting was third round of the FA Cup. A <clears throat> last-minute Darren Patterson equaliser at Highfield Road, brought Coventry back. Uh, the match of the day, cameras were there. I'm sure they had a presenter there on that particular day. And um, we lost the game 1-0. When I remember uh, Don Page blasting over the bar from two yards after a brilliant piece of work from Liverpool super sub, David Ferkel, Earlier this season, we lost 2-0, which led to the sacking of Liam Richardson. Uh, the referee led to the sacking of Carlo Torre and uh, Coventry led to the uh, sacking of Liam Richardson. Uh, so let's hope it doesn't lead to the sacking of Sean Maloney, which I don't think it will do. Back to Barry for the predictions.
1: We uh, was originally scheduled to play Coventry away at the second game of the season when they were in really poor form and we get we the ground running. Fate contrive though to lose us three points, do we think? Possibly. Anyway, how do I think we'll go on? Do you know what? I've just got a sneaky feeling. They're in really good form. We're not. We've got loads of problems. One nil. I'm going for a one nil to to the Lattics.
0: We never seem to put our own recent form but we always seem to put the opposition. Maybe it's it would make us too sad. Going into Tuesday's game, you know, I'm always optimistic as much as I can be. I think there'll be changes again, but it was very difficult to see the other day um, at Burnley because we we're superior opposition and we went down to 10 men, so we don't really know how Tom Pearce would have played out. I think Barry might be right. We maybe we'll nick one, 2-1. One.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you've, you've covered most of the points. Coventry obviously have got a really good defence, we're desperate for a win. We don't score many goals, realistically 0 0, but I'll go with 1 0 to the Latins because we need to nick something from somewhere to start putting a bit of belief back into the club.
3: Well, we've won two games in the last 25. What's really changed? Not a huge amount, really. I think we're stronger at the back, but up front, we still look pretty woeful. Can we nick a goal, keep it tight at the other end? I- I don't know. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll win again this season. Whether it's going to be on Tuesday night or not, I don't know. Um, but I'll, I'll go for a, a nil-nil.
4: Victor Giocares is going to have a very difficult afternoon being man-marked by Charlie Hughes, going to be taken out of the game. Gustavo yeah. Hamer's going to have a really tough time trying to get anywhere with Stephen Corker on him. I think we're going to win this one 2-1.
1: Some positive scorelines there. Uh, on Tuesday, some fixtures. Blackpool QPR, Rotherham entertain Swansea, and Birmingham travel to Watford, where we'll be going next Saturday. And then Wednesday evening, Cardiff v. West Brom and Udersfield, Norwich. Just a quick word on Udersfield, It's being suggested they may be placed in administration this week. They've got severe financial problems. We know it's a horrible thing. Let's hope that it doesn't happen, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. As Paul said earlier on, the table is as it was, uh, except we've all clocked another game on. We're going to be back on Wednesday with the reaction to the Coventry game and hopefully uh, with a bit more brighter news regarding the finances of the club. So until then, it's up the ticks and come
4: on. Come on. Up the ticks. Up the ticks.